in the last couple of months, I've looked at well over 250 uh, LinkedIn profiles for marketing students. I wanted to get in and do some research myself and say, okay, what can I make? What can I assess from marketing undergrads in terms of what it is that they have on their LinkedIn profile? And guess what I found out? Uh, I'll call it one common thread in all these undergrad profiles that I saw. And welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast presented by the Marketing Help. Co. All right. So every few months, we like to share some of the questions we receive from our marketers in our community in what we call a marketing mailbag episode, uh, really looking to answer the questions that you have regarding your marketing career. Now, this episode is going to focus specifically on questions we've been receiving from marketing undergrads. Now, I've personally been connecting with marketing undergrads a lot in the last couple of months, and that's just through the community on them finding us uh, through LinkedIn or through Google but also I do some lecturing at some local colleges here and spend some time really picking the brains of some marketing undergrads, you know, from first year all the way to the fourth year. And this episode is going to unpack and answer what I've kind of found to be the three most common questions that I've heard in the last couple of months. So if you're a marketing undergrad and you don't hear your question answered in this episode, then do me a favor, send me an email to Eric at themarketinghelp.co, and I'd love to get you an answer for your specific question. But again, these are questions that I heard that I think represent a lot of the questions that marketing undergrads uh, have, and I want to give you some direction today with the answers for these questions. So let's let's open up that marketing student mailbag here. And the first question we have is from Maggie. Now, Maggie was a, a sophomore, second year. And her question was, how can I decide on which area of marketing I should go with in my career? Now, again, very common question, especially if you're starting out and you've got into the marketing school and you're figuring out, okay, now what? Now, the reality is you can be overwhelmed, you know, really at any stage when it comes to your marketing career. But uh, be aware, I'm sure you're aware at your university, the options you have when it comes to specific niches. Now, I've been surprised with the number of students that actually have some idea of which category of marketing they want to be in. And, you know, some schools have programs specific for sports, food and beverage, finance, health and pharma. But if you're not in one of those universities, you're still wondering, okay, what are my options? So I want to give you five steps to follow if you're asking a question similar to, to Maggie here about, you know, how, how do I pick, right? It's overwhelming. Marketing is such a vast landscape of opportunities. Where do I start? So let me give you five steps to follow. First, the most important um, is mindset, right? You have to tell yourself, let's focus on the near term. I call it the stair-step approach to your career. Focus on the first step. And let's just focus on what makes sense to you right now. And there's going to be tons of opportunity across your career, but if you, if you focus on what you can control the most right now, um, that'll help you not feel overwhelmed. So let's just get our heads wrapped around, okay, let me focus on what I can implement and where I want to be right after college. Um, so coordinator specialist, paid internship, you know, let's be realistic about what the opportunities are that you want to follow. I hear a lot from students about running my own business, being a freelancer, starting my own agency. All those things are great. And you will be able to do those things across your career. But for right now, let's focus on uh, finding a role that will give you an opportunity to learn. So that's the first step. Second step, educate yourself. Understand the landscape that exists. 
And I think what I've heard a lot from students is that they only go to one or two sources and then become extremely overwhelmed. So I'm going to ask you to spend another 30 minutes to an hour to really educate yourself, find sources to understand what are the options when it comes to a marketing career. Now, you can easily Google search marketing career options, digital marketing career options, digital marketing career options in your state or your city, and you'll find some content to sift through. But the other option I want to give you is uh, here at the Marketing Help, we actually created a infographic of the 101 roles in marketing. And we did this to answer and address this specific type of question, which is, what are my options? And in this infographic, you'll see that there are plenty of not just depth and breadth of opportunities for marketing positions, but you'll find potentially an avenue or a path that you probably didn't consider. And you'll be surprised at some of the paths that do exist, whether it's, you know, you could be a podcast producer, a video content editor, a data analyst, MarTech specialist, uh, or even account coordinator, which is, you know, puts you, you know, into a team that manages clients. Tons of opportunities. There'll be links in the show notes for the 101 roles in marketing to check out. Again, gives you a nice directory of what your options could be. Third, think about the two most important factors when it comes to career planning. We call this the career profile, and that's the what you know and who you know. We believe that your personal brand lies in the intersection between what you know and who you know. So this is important because you, taking inventory of these two things will help give you a relevant will help give you an idea of what a relevant path could be for your marketing journey. Now when we say what, it's about the experiences, certifications, um, group projects, side projects that you've done, any work you've done to again support your experiences in marketing. And the who is about just as it, it says, who is in your network right now? And marketing students often tell themselves that they don't have a network or their network is only as strong as the fraternity, sorority, professors, you know, within the university context. But I'm here to tell you that your your who, uh, especially for marketing students, can be ex extremely valuable, but also expansive if you look in the right places. So think about who within your university context, sure, alumni, professors, um, and those things, but also consider other areas where you could, you could start meeting connections in marketing, Slack communities, the marketing help community. Uh, I'm sure a lot of marketing students spend time in Discord and Reddit and those places. But if you look for them under a, a marketing context, you'll find a group of maybe early stage marketers or marketers interested in your category um, where you can start identifying who those individuals are. Now, in the show notes, there's going to be a link to a workbook you can use to fill out and really uh, document the what you know and who you know, because you're really taking inventory of what it is that's making up your, your personal brand as of right now. Um, and as you're doing that, here's the, another important thing to do. Identify what I like to focus on is competency and confidence. The two things that will help guide you in terms of deciding what it is makes the most sense for you to start your marketing career. What I mean by that is think about identifying a marketing skill competency and a task within that competency that you have confidence in doing, right? So you see the mix, the, the addition between competency and confidence. For example, you may be somebody who likes to do social media 
and that's your skill competency. And then your confidence is, well, when it comes to social media, I'm really good at creating video content. That's a great combination there. Identify that. Uh, you may like data and you may like creating charts in Google Data Studio. And you may have only done it for your friend's pizza shop business, but the fact that you have that competency and the confidence, those things will matter. So keep those in mind. Try to document those for yourself. Now, fourth, so fourth step here is identify five connections. And the objective here in identifying these five connections is to have a conversation with five individuals that align with the core marketing skill and competency that you identified. Now, how do you find that? Well, you can search in LinkedIn, uh, send them a message in LinkedIn, a connection request, or you can find their email address and send them an email and ask them for 15 minutes of their time to learn more about how they identified their path in their marketing career. It can't hurt, right? If you send out five messages, two people respond, you get one conversation, two conversations, you may actually have clarity that says, yes, I definitely want to be in social media for sports. Or you may understand and realize that, you know what? That's really not for me. So going back to the Maggie's question here, this is to identify clarity to help you determine which path you should follow for right now. So follow these five steps and I'm telling you, you'll have clarity on where to start. Um, so that was the fourth. The fifth and final step is really, if you're still unsure uh, or uncertain after following those first four, step, four, four steps, the fifth step is just to email me. So I'm here to help. So email me. Uh, I'm a lifeline for all marketing students if you have questions about getting started here. So email me, um, eric at themarketinghelp.co. All right. Now, before we get into our next question, I want to take a quick break. Okay, so not many marketing students were aware that the Marketing Help actually has a scholarship just for them. It's called the Future of Marketing Scholarship. And you can learn more at themarketinghelp.co forward slash scholarship. Now, why do we do it? We create this scholarship to support the development of future marketers. And, we, and the reason for that is because the advances in technology and the pandemic, the future of work is hybrid. And because of that, and the trends coming along with a hybrid work environment, distributed teams, virtual events, new customer expectations, future marketers need new skills. And those skills will acquire uh, stronger networking. Now, this is not an essay submission scholarship process. This is a get outside your comfort zone and develop your necessary skills scholarship process because applicants for this scholarship will actually need to do some research, interview some actual marker, marketers, and create a video presentation. And details around the scholarship are, it's a $5,000 scholarship awarded to one college student each year around May, and it's awarded uh, to any undergrad student in the U.S. studying in business, marketing, or communication fields. If you want to learn more, or you want to apply, or you can share this opportunity with a, another marketing undergrad, head on over to themarketinghelp.co forward slash scholarship. Now, let's get back to the episode. Our next question is from Chris. Chris is a freshman, and Chris's question is, how can I get real-world experience if I'm not a senior or eligible for a co-op or can't apply to internships yet. Now, this is a very loaded question because, you know, Chris, freshman, first year, probably interested in marketing, but doesn't know where to start in terms of getting that, that valuable experience. Here's the good news, Chris, and for others like Chris that have this question, or it's another question, there are so many ways the bar is so low to get experience in marketing without having that internship or that co-op. 
I see it all the time. And what, what pains me is when I see students that actually do get a co-op and an internship and they don't apply it and they don't maximize the learnings from it. Therefore, it's a waste of time. So I'm here to tell you that no matter who you are, you can start building relevant experience at any level, even in the high school years. Uh, the only requirement here is that you have some interest and curiosity or even a skill developed in a marketing uh, channel. So even if you have some interest in social media, that's perfectly fine. If you, uh, you've been tinkering around with, with SEO, with your family website or something like that, that's perfect. Uh, or if you're just getting started, you're saying, hey, I know I want to be in paid media. I don't know where to get my experience from. Now, a good place to start for this would be a certification. So that gives you really a quick and dirty um, overview of that specific channel or space. And there's a ton of, of, of those. I'll share a couple links in the, in the show notes there. So let's say you have all that information to start. Here are some suggestions for Chris and others on how to get real-world experience, even if you're not ready for the official internship or co-op. The lowest risk opportunity I could say here is create your own. Create your own opportunities to gain more experience. So you have the certification, now what? Well, anybody can build a website. Anybody can find somebody who can build a website for them. And building that website becomes your sandbox and a place for you to test things. And, and a lot of I've heard this from a lot of students. They don't feel that that is... Uh, official enough to bring up in an interview. And the reality is it is 100% relevant because it shows your resourcefulness in trying to solve a problem. So Wix, Squarespace, Google Sites, um, any of these tools can help you create a website for next to nothing, if not free. Uh, Then you install Google Analytics. Then you add some sort of measurable asset on your website. Uh, You know, click a button to schedule a call. Uh, Downloading a PDF. Uh, watching a video, anything where you can measure any sort of increase. And then what you could do is leverage your social media profiles uh, to drive interest, attention, and and traffic to your website. And I say this all the time, and I've seen this work. For a student that created their own website, uh, create a button to schedule a call to learn more about their services to help small businesses with social media, got five calls. And they said, five calls is enough to bring that up in an interview? I said, absolutely. Because five is more than zero. And five tells a story of growth. And you did things to get those five. So that's what you need to focus on is uh, creating your own experience by creating a website. Now, this is something that could get started in in a weekend. So if you really want that experience, Chris and others, uh, this is one opportunity. The second I'll say is, is more... A little more risky because you're asking uh, your source, which would be ask friends and family. Does somebody have a website uh, where they have a local shop or they have a presence, a web presence for you to work on? And you never know, right? You never know. And, and it isn't if it isn't family, then it could be friends, friends you meet, friends you meet in your dorm floor, friends you meet, uh, or people you meet, fraternities, sororities, any clubs that you're part of. Somebody has a website and all you need to do is ask them, can I help you by doing whatever your skill is for that website? Um, And again, when you take inventory of your who in your career profile, like I talked about, you might find someone in there that you can reach out to and ask. The third option, which would be uh, one that I see is the least taken advantage of from students because they feel like they're not ready. But I'm telling you right now, 
this is your, your secret weapon when it comes to gaining experience in undergrad. Uh, apprenticeships, or I'll call them unpaid internships. All you care about is getting the opportunity to create a solution in your marketing skill that has a measurable outcome. And, you know, to be okay not getting paid for it, that's fine. But all it would take is just getting a couple of hours, couple of weeks, couple of months of experience. So a couple sources I want you to check out. One, acadium.com. And again, all these will be in the show notes. But acadium.com is a marketplace that allows you to connect with a real business that wants to hire an apprentice to help them for 90-day term for free for 10 hours a week. If you have 10 hours a week, then there's no excuse for you to build skills in your marketing discipline. Um, and these are real businesses, right? So there's tangible outcomes that can happen. Uh, another site is called Parker Dewey, and Parker Dewey offers what they call micro-internships, which are more focused on doing specific tasks. Maybe a site needs a content calendar, they need someone to create uh, Instagram reels for a week, need someone to develop a report, whatever the case may be, look into it. Some of those projects are actually paid. And then last is internships.com. Yes, the name says it all. But if you go into internships.com and start sorting and using some of the search features, you'll see you can actually find paid, unpaid, internship, entry level. Like they have opportunities for knowing that you're an undergrad with moderate or low experience. Check out those. And if you're able to develop your marketing skills over a couple of months before you graduate, and you document your impact and accomplishments in LinkedIn and, res- and your resume, you will be a top candidate for marketing roles that you're interested in, hands down. You may even bypass a co-op or bypass a paid internship. And if you're a freshman and you're gaining experience in the ways that I just outlined, by the time you're a senior, you might actually be having uh, freelance work before you uh, graduate and your first job out of college will be some are getting paid 40, 50, 60 grand a year. So again, that's an option, no matter who you are. Uh, great to see it. All right, the last question coming from Sarah. Now, Sarah is a senior. Uh, if I remember correctly, Sarah is a senior um, and had some social media experience. So she asks, what do I put on my LinkedIn profile when I'm an undergrad and I'm looking to get a marketing role eventually? So this is going to be, uh, this is great because um, LinkedIn profiles for me, well, here, here, here's, here's what happened. In the last couple of months, I've looked at well over 250 uh, LinkedIn profiles for marketing students. I wanted to get in and do some research myself and say, okay, what can I make, what can I assess from marketing undergrads in terms of what it is that they have on their LinkedIn profile? And guess what I found out? Uh I'll call it one common thread in all these undergrad profiles that I saw. I'll classify it as missed opportunity. Everyone has one, but it's sitting there. And I don't know that it's necessarily being leveraged to the the level that it needs to be, especially if you're like Sarah, looking for uh, and preparing preparing for your, your first job out of college. So a lot of students I saw use this as a placeholder. Uh, they probably had a class where they said, you know, Part of this class is to get a LinkedIn profile stood up and they did that and then they forgot about it. And, you know, freshman, you know, first, second year marketing undergrads, you have a tremendous opportunity to really build a presence because LinkedIn is your digital reputation. 
It is not just a place to talk about where you went to school. So um, there are ways for marketing undergrads to present your information, real information, no matter what experience you have to prepare you for um, your next marketing job. So I just want to quickly go through a LinkedIn profile and call out some of the key sections that you can focus on right now. If you're listening to this, you want to open up your LinkedIn profile, do that. I'm going to have a, a link in the show notes that's going to do another walkthrough, a deeper walkthrough of a LinkedIn profile for somebody who wants a marketing job. So let's start at the top. Headshot. Do me a favor. Yes. Graduating high school was an opportunity for a lot of senior day photos and paying a professional photographer to take some nice photos. Yeah. Let's focus on professional, right? The LinkedIn profile you're developing right now in university is one that is supposed to position you for your professional career. So let's skip the photos from the yearbook, from um, the the graduation party. Let's focus on something that's professional. And listen, I got to give credit to, of all the profiles I looked at, there's a good percentage that actually focused on a nice headshot. Uh, So mid-torso to about six inches above your head, looking at the camera, smiling, no hat, no sunglasses. It's you, the professional you. A button-down shirt or a nice blouse, that's all it needs to be. And oh, by the way, you can use your phone. You don't need to pay anybody. Uh, Make sure that you're smiling and the light source is behind uh, the camera that's taking the picture. Now, the image, the profile image, it's the image that appears behind your headshot. And do me a favor, do 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 not use the default and do not use the templates that are provided in LinkedIn. They make it easy for you by saying, choose one of our templates and it's easy to do that but you're more creative than that. And you want to show potential employers that you're more creative than that. So you go to Canva and you go to LinkedIn. They have a template already for you. It's already sized. Just put in something that is specific to you. Uh, A city skyline, shots from campus, uh, anything that gives you some sort of more, more personal feel for your profile. Next I'll call it the, is the headline. This is what shows up underneath your name. And listen, I get it. You were probably told marketing student at X university. And that's true as a, as a headline piece under your name, but let's try to tweak that a little bit, especially if you're in a co-op internship, ready to get a full-time role. Like we talked about before, you've identified a competency, you've identified confidence. So why not use that in your headline, in your LinkedIn profile? Trust me, try it. Let's see what happens because it will give you more views to your profile. So instead of putting marketing student, try putting aspiring social media marketer with a specialty in video creation and creating content calendars. See what I did there? It's focusing on your competency skill, right? And it's including those tasks that you have confidence in. If you can put those together in, uh, in that sort of way as a, as a headline underneath your name, you're in good shape. Um, Next is the about section. Now, the about section was missing in about 40% of the profiles that I looked at, namely because I'm sure they didn't know what what to put there. So here's a framework for you to follow when it comes to filling out your about section uh, in LinkedIn. Now, again, the objective of that about section is just to let somebody skim quickly and learn more about you. I don't know what to put. I've seen some that were just a block of text, which would make my eyes crossed in trying to read it. So you want to space it out so you have very short paragraphs. But all you want to talk about in the about section is talk about how you, how you got into marketing, 
what's your story? And that's two sentences max. Um, any relevant uh, skills that you've done in your specific marketing skill, competency, your core skill. And I don't care if it's, you know, whether it's for your own site, a friend's site, um, whatever you've done there. And especially for marketing undergrads, what you, what, what seems to be missed is the importance of identifying the tools that you use. So bullet point out the marketing tools I've used, bullet point, Canva, uh, Excel, um, MailChimp, uh, Google Data Studio, Google Analytics, uh, Wix, Squarespace, any tool you've used in the marketing technology spectrum, document it. Um, so in that about section, talk about how you got into marketing, uh, Reference any marketing experience you have. Go back to, like I said, the core competency and the skill. You know, you want an idea? Take your headline and put that in the about section too. Uh, And then list out tools that you've used. Uh, Space it out in short paragraphs. That's your about section. Now, next on to experience. So obviously for experience in the experience section, your internships, your co-ops, apprenticeships are ideal to include as experience. But I've seen... Um, here's, here's what I've seen that is a good thing for those that are the VP of marketing for their sorority, for those that are the, uh, social media lead for their uh, association group on campus. Great. You know, if you have those include them, um, other great examples don't overlook for marketing students would be barista server, customer service, support, retail associate. Those are worth including, um, but here's what's missing with all those lists of experience. And they're all great, right? I've seen them where there's been some great roles that marketing students have had, but here's what they missed. Accomplishments. What are your accomplishments in those roles? Well, I mean, if you're saying, I don't know, think of it this way. And this is an excerpt that came right from a student's uh, LinkedIn profile. It said, raise club awareness through various digital and physical marketing initiatives. Okay. it, it, It describes something but says nothing about the accomplishments. I wonder if that student could actually write something like this. I increased audience of club Instagram account by 25% over three months by including the Instagram handle in brochures on the website and in email signatures. I'm guessing that that may have been something that that student did to raise club awareness. So think about that. You heard me go into more detail about how um, the accomplishments that that student may have done. Another one that I saw here, and this is for anyone who's in a, uh, a retail position, uh, pr- processed cashier transactions that included check, cash, and credit purchases. Now, this is actually in someone's LinkedIn profile. And again, it, it describes responsibilities. No, no, no. We want to talk about accomplishments. So for that student, maybe they, they could rewrite it as um, promoted a cashier after three months. And maybe that happened. But again, being promoted is worth focusing on in those sorts of roles. Or how about they write exceeded weekly cashier transaction totals by focusing on order process improvements and memorizing SKUs, which could be something that that student had done, but didn't see as important in including. Think about it. Um, Next section in LinkedIn is going to be activity. Now, I'll say, aside from the mindset that I talked about earlier, Activity in LinkedIn is probably the biggest opportunity for you to grow uh, views of your profile. Um, Activity is what feeds the algorithm in LinkedIn 
to let them know what to show you or what to show others that you've you've published or, or produced. And this is where most students kind of freeze up because they don't know what to say. And I've seen the lurkers and the likers and those that are just liking, thumb-upping posts and everything else, which is a start, but I don't recommend doing that just that. So being engaged and active with the right content on LinkedIn is definitely going to increase your profile, reaching the right audience. And the right audience for you is going to be the hiring manager for that role at that agency or that brand or the technology that you want to work for. So uh, when I say engage or, or build activity in your profile, it's not about clicking emojis. Uh, it's about getting outside your comfort zone here and actually commenting. Now, LinkedIn has done a good job of actually encouraging you with little prompts when it comes to commenting, where you can literally click a button and it puts in a phrase in the comment. Consider that to start if you're a little gun shy. But a comment carries much more weight for your profile than just, than just liking with an emoji. So in terms of identifying, well, then how do I get more content in my feed? If you're somebody, let's say, who wants to do SEO, well, then go to the search bar and search for hashtag SEO jobs or SEO industry, SEO stats, or just SEO. And as you uh, filter for posts, you'll see content that shows up and you'll find people that are commonly posting and now it's time to start following some people where you you enjoy the content that they're posting. Follow them so more of the content shows up. I think everyone is familiar with how algorithms are working in social media. LinkedIn is no different. So your activity and your engagement matters a ton. So um, set aside 30 minutes every week. I know you have 30 minutes every week. Set aside 30 minutes every week just to build your activity. Now, if you have something to say, publish it. Share a link from an article you read in some other industry uh, marketing-related content. And this can go miles. This can go miles. So keep in mind with these questions. So we we, we heard from, from Maggie, who had a question about deciding on, on where to go in marketing. Um, we heard from Chris talking about getting real-world experience and how to do that. Uh, and then we heard from Sarah here about how to uh, update um, LinkedIn profile to be ready for a marketing career job. All right. That concludes our marketing student mailbag episode. Check the show notes, tons of resources, tons of links. I'm going to be sharing there to help give you some of the, the, the tools here to navigate the answers and the directions and the suggestions and the answers, uh, from the questions that we heard today. Um, if you're a marketing student, regardless of your year, and you want some help in the areas that I discussed. Maybe you want me to look at your LinkedIn profile. You have an idea or a thought. Um, you can email me at themarketinghelp.co, uh, eric at themarketinghelp.co for more information on how I can help you. Uh, also, don't forget about the Marketing Help uh, Future of Marketing Scholarship. So that's themarketinghelp.co forward slash scholarship. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast to this podcast. And help other marketers find this content by leaving a rating or review. Remember, find some time today to do one thing to advance your marketing career.